0: First of all, thank you very much for uh, for getting on and interviewing. Uh, I guess first question is sort of, uh, where are you guys at right now? Uh, uh, tell us a little bit about kind of where you are. Sure.
1: And do you want like where we are today? Or yeah, or just, yeah, yeah. Past, so like, like,
0: yeah, where are you all living right now? Uh, where are you at uh, kind of in life today? Where, where are you calling from, I guess? Oh, okay.
1: So we, um, So this is, I mean, I don't know if you want us to introduce, this is Henry and I'm Kim, and we uh, serve with the ELCA um, in Adelaide, Australia, and that's our home, Um, has been for the past four years, but because of uh, COVID-19, we were called back to the United States, and so we are currently in Katy, Texas, and living with my mom, and um, this is where she is, so we are here with our two sons, and
2: yeah, here we are. <laughs> until yeah. until I we think, received yeah. the
0: okay to
2: go back to Australia. And just,
0: yeah. Yeah. To head back. And, and it sounded like uh, you guys preached at our service this, this last weekend, and it sounded like it was a fairly quick, I think you said five days? We had five days. Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So
2: we learned, yeah. I was with the volunteers on our final retreat. Yeah. Uh, well, oh, no. On, well, a, yeah. on a retreat. And then we found out on retreat, this was our final retreat. <laughs> that we had to cut short, you know? So I was only with them for two days. It was supposed to be five and told them, you know, we found out they were all being sent home and they would have maybe uh, uh, they a had, week then they about a week. It ended up being, it ended up being five days. Five days. days. And then the next day we found out we were being called back too. So had five days to get back home, pack and make the move.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, um, tell me about sort of your, uh, your faith background that kind of led to this call to young adults in global mission Mm -hmm. ministry.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I'll start. Um, so I, I grew up, uh, going to in a small town in Arizona, um, and going to a Lutheran church. It was actually a Missouri Synod Lutheran church. Um, and, uh, I didn't even know that ELCA existed until I went to campus ministry, um, in, in college, um, and found this Lutheran campus ministry. I wasn't really too keen to, to, uh, like go by myself, but, um, you know, I realized like I can go wherever I want or not go to church. It's kind of up to me, like for the first time that hit me. And I felt like, you know what, I've been going my whole life. This kind of was important, uh, to me. I'm just going to go test it out. So I went to Lutheran Campus Ministry and like for the first time found like a bunch of of peers. I never really had uh, a lot of people my age growing up. I had like um, my friend who was my same age and my sister who's two years younger and we were like the youth group you know like in in my church. So that was really the first time I had like all these peers who were uh, serious about their faith and and doing Bible study and, and so forth. So I just love that um, and kind of uh, was involved in that ministry all four years. And then um, afterwards, uh, you know, I kind of stayed in Arizona my whole life and um, I tried uh, teaching for a year. It didn't go so well and I kind of wanted to do something just totally different and um, and so I applied to actually Young Adults and Global Mission, the same program um, that, that we're involved with right now. I was a volunteer in in 2004 um, and went to Edinburgh, Scotland. And there I was um, uh, working with uh, men who were in um, a rehabilitation house. It was a residential facility for men with chemical dependencies, so drugs and and alcohol and my job was to just kind of be a friend to them uh during during their time there and that was when i felt like wow i think i think i might want to be a be a pastor when i when i go back like having those faith conversations and entering with people in their struggle was really important to me um i kind of really realized it there so uh yeah i went to seminary and um and since seminary have kind of been involved in this in this program the young adults and global missions going back to help with the trainings and and so forth so, yeah How about um, you, Kim?
1: yeah so i grew up um I, I was born in houston and grew up as a young child here um in the southern baptist faith and so uh went uh went away to college in california and um to a Christian college, but that was not Southern Baptist and really sort of started to ask some of the bigger questions about faith and religion and um, sort of a deconstruction of my faith and a reconstruction in that era. Um, and I was a primary school or elementary school teacher first as well. That was my first career. But in my late 20s, really felt a desire to go to seminary and a sense of call of sorts, although I don't know if i would named it at that point. So I went to seminary. I went to Fuller Seminary, and that's where Henry and I met in class. And um, we got married and moved to Chicago for a couple of reasons. I mean, partly just to kind of finish up um, some coursework that Henry had and chaplaincy and whatnot. And um, we both were working. I was working, at that point, I was a part of the denomination called the Evangelical Covenant Church and I um, got a job right away in Chicago at their denomination offices, which are down the street from the ELCA offices. And I worked in their global mission um, office as well. And my role there was um, US, it was a US facing role. So like my job was to connect with the covenant churches on how they were engaged in global mission and helping, to them, helping them to get engaged. And some of that was helping them to um, go on mission trips or send individuals or fundraise, it was all, all sorts so um, but sort of asking the question like what's your next faithful step in mission like is it giving is it going is it sending someone etc um and so we were in chicago for about seven years and in that time um it was great and that's the that's where our both of our boys were born and just had a really rich life there but also we're, we were sort of praying for what's next and what's a way that we can serve together and so as Henry mentioned, he was often called by the YAGM program to help with orientation or training or re-entry. So in 2015, he was um, helping out with the Yagam orientation and um, I was home with the boys and he called me and said, hey, they're going to be opening up two new countries um, as YAGM programs and they want us to apply and they're in, one's in Africa, one of the African countries countries is Senegal and one's Australia. And my first thought was just like, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then um, the more we prayed and the more we learned about the position, it just seemed less crazy and actually a, a, a good opportunity really and um, fit for us. So that's kind of what led us um, there. And, um, and here we are today. That was, yeah, so we were hired in late 2015 and we left in February,
0: 2016. So. Okay. Yeah. So the call uh, largely came from a, like a job post, essentially. I mean, th- th- there was there was work with Yagam, yeah. But then, sort of that, um, this unique call came from a uh, a, 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 a sense of a, a job, and then we kind of are uh, asking, is this right for us in that process? Yes. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. We weren't like. We weren't you know shopping around at international, yeah. international positions at that yeah. point it was just like we're just kind of in fact i had been um in that season i had been interviewing with the church for an associate pastor position i mean we kind of were like oh we'll just what does god want for us next and so it felt very like not fell in our laps by any means but just no. sort of like oh oh okay we'll try that <laughs> so, yeah.
0: mm-hmm. okay so it so tell me about from february uh, I think you said 2016, correct? Mm-hmm. Uh, when when you start to now, like what have you, how has your sense of call, your sense of vocation, how has it moved and changed and grown and all those things?
2: Oh, yeah. Um, well, I would say, I would say it's been affirmed in the sense that like we're engaged with young adults who are asking questions about their faith some of them want to do something different uh some service work um their faith is kind of important they don't know why or they they might have some serious questions about their faith but are interested enough in the program and in the opportunity to to give it a shot um some of them are actually pretty committed like know what they want um and uh and want to be involved in a congregation or something some of them
1: it's they see it as part of as, as a step towards full time or vocational ministry yep. as yep. part of their call so Right. Um, yeah
2: yeah and and some uh some are just kind of yeah curious uh so yeah we see it as a great opportunity to be able to engage those those serious questions that young adults are asking about their own lives you know the what's God calling me to do um but also what 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 are people of faith doing, um, sort of in another in another culture in another place, wanting to be shaped by that?
0: Yeah.
1: And do you mean also so, like our pers- our sense of personal call, like how is it? Yeah,
0: well, yeah, yeah that too. I think,
1: I think um, well, one. I mean, just to say, like, it's been great, and we really loved it, and it's. Um, I I'll say personally, like it's this combo. Like a lot of pastoring roles, where there's a, it's, it's pastoring and you're leading these young adults um, on a faith journey and walking alongside them, um, but it, there's also logistics, and I like that part too, like the sort of director, the more man, I don't know managing <laughs> or directing of the program and setting up and building the relationships um, is a part that I love. The cross-cultural, and even though Australia, a common theme is that Australia seems so much like the United States, but it's in fact quite a foreign country, and there are some cross-cultural aspects that are you have to sort of navigate. And so I've really enjoyed that. Um, the Lutheran Church in Australia doesn't ordain women. And that's been, um, I mean, so they, they respect me in the role of the country coordinator and I've not had any pushback against why am I doing that role? Um, even as some people have expressed their opinion about women in leadership but I will say being in a setting where I'm not allowed to be a preaching pastor, you know, a pastor has in some ways really reaffirmed that that's what I feel called to. And I feel like, no, actually really, I am gifted and God has called me to this. And, you know, so that's been an interesting journey. And, um, yeah, it's, I don't feel oppressed to be there or, um, Really constricted because I feel really affirmed by the ELCA and the Covenant Church and all, you know. But um, but yeah, it's it's interesting and it has its moments sometimes when I just am like, yeah. oh. But anyway, uh, so that's been an interesting dynamic. Yeah. But um, but I've had chances to speak because there are a lot of people. A lot of the Lutherans in Australia do want women to be ordained, and so I have had chances to to speak. Not preach, mm-hmm. but um, know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Follow whatever you want. Um, I still studied the scriptures in order to make this speech that I wrote. But um, yeah, so, but it's been a really, I, like Henry said, just walking alongside the young adults. And I've also had an opportunity to work with the young adult group in Australia mm-hmm. with one of the congregations we are a part of. And that's, I've loved. And just that idea of walking with people at that age through their faith journey and what life's bringing to them, whether they're in university or working
2: or whatever. So. Another one of the cool things, how it's shaped my sense of call, I think is, Realizing that the young adults when they they come to us. They're so excited about Australia um, as they are, you know, in, in the other programs in other countries. It's this is new country for them. They kind of want to jump in with both feet, um, And just excited about everything and it's when they encounter uh, conflict or like theological or ideological differences that you're like, okay, now This is common in many congregations everywhere, and yet people still have to figure out how are we this body of Christ together. Um, So it's been, I I think for me, it's helped me embrace uh, struggle a little bit more, um, knowing that like, no, we got to be committed to this, you know, Um, and and I I think I've I've been uh, thinking about the idea that Identity, you know, who we are as as people, as Christians, as Lutherans, or anything um, is dialogue. You know, it's it's not helpful so much to think of identity as sort of these barriers or, or boundary markers, but it's it's dialogue with people, it's dialogue with cultures, it's dialogue with our own history. Um, that's been pretty pretty important for me.
0: Yeah, it it sounds uh uh like that that theme of dialogue is a common thread uh both between the young adult and for you all in your sense of call, like that, that young adult dialogue of getting into another country and then sort of this, um, learning who I am by being in relationship to other people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, yeah, kind of like Kim, like what you were saying is in some ways it's that relationship that, uh, uh, affirm something by telling me that I, that I probably shouldn't be doing this and sort of it becomes that. That's a common thread, I think, for a lot of people is um, sometimes their sense of call or their affirmation of call comes from when someone tells them that they can't do it. Yeah. And it's sort of this, um, it, it, it sort of that dialogue sometimes is very confirming to say, no, I've had to wrestle with that a little bit and then realize that in that wrestling, it's actually yeah. confirmed it even more. For sure. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: And I like thought, fun. like, when like I, when I've had those moments, it's like this isn't rebellion. I'm not doing this out of anger or rebellion. It's actually I'm doing this out of a deep sense of peace about who I am, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. um, and and calm, and just trust in like God's bigger than than all the rules that we might put on religion or that or religion that we create. You know.
0: Um yeah. Anyway, so, yeah. and, and and I, I wonder like for for people that even looking beyond ministry. So in terms of like, pastors, deacons, those kinds of people. I think in some ways, you know, people have this with if they want to be a a doctor or something like that, or a, a you know someplace else, and someone says, "Well, you can't. You probably can't do that. You you don't have the grades. You don't have this." And in some ways. It becomes that affirmation of, mm. of no, 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 I, I've had to wrestle with that a little bit more, and yeah. it's given me the, the fuel um, to do that. I think stand-up comics talk about that all the time when someone yeah. said, you know, you're not really funny, and they're like, oh, that's all the fuel I needed was someone down <laughs> yeah, <me."> there <laughs> that kind of, That kind of thing. Yeah. So um, so t- tell me more about sort of uh, young adults and global mission. So if they are a young adult, um, what is this process? What does this look like for them?
1: So they um, they start that all of the applications go through like Chicago like a central and it's a it, it's a written application to begin and it's um,
2: released every nov- fall, November
1: and yeah December yeah. November December and um and so after that they are they go through a series of phone calls um, some are more interview like and some of the phone calls are more dialogue so the alum of the program. So every person who applies is um, both interviewed by a team over the phone, but also you just have a, a dialogue with an alum. So somebody who's been there and done that and can kind of partly to answer questions and partly just to help. So um, that's part of the process. And then from that, um, there traditionally, you know, of course, everything got thrown out the window this year, but um, the, the tradition is that in April every year or march it'll be march um there's an event where everyone who is selected to move forward in the process comes to an event in chicago and it's a big interviewing event it's called what's called dip and it stands for discernment interview placement so it isn't just an interview it's also is this the right next step for you and um and in that event they interview with two different countries so every candidate gets um, to interview with two different countries but it's kind of a mutual discernment so they don't they don't get the final say in where they go like, it's not like oh i interviewed these two places and i want to choose um but they do have a voice in that and they're asked what their preferences. and then we sit together as a group of all of us who hold this role the country coordinators and we sit in a group and we we, we talk about every name and how their interviews went and what their placement and we place them all um, yeah, so it's a, it's, it's a discernment process. Um, so yeah, and then they're assigned and they go through some training in April, no, April, in August, and
2: then they go. So that's kind of the logistical. Before that, they're asked to raise yeah. s- some, some money too. A lot of congregations support them. Uh, there's also an endowment fund for young adults in Global Missions. So um, every year, some raise more than they need and some some might not get quite what they need, but the goal is we'd like to send as many people as we can we can place.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then once they are placed in an area, and I know every area is probably significantly different, but uh, say for example, Australia, like what sorts of things do they do over that year? Mm.
1: Yeah, and so once they're placed in Australia, um, then we, um, just to kind of jump back, then we work on placing them in our program. And that would be true of any, so we look at their gifts and experience and whatnot and where all of our sites are and then we we place them um in a specific spot so um in australia there are um it's our partners are churches congregations um we work with an organization called lutheran community care which is kind of like lutheran social services i don't know if that mm-hmm. exists in texas yeah. but it's all sorts of social work outreach mm-hmm. programs um a lot with new immigrants or new arrivals to Australia. Um, schools and camps are yeah. kind of our main and Lutheran schools are, there are more, it's a bigger deal in Australia. So there are a lot of um, elementary and high school uh, middle school and high school Lutheran schools um, more so than here. Um, and some of them have our boarding schools. And so our volunteers have worked with boarders. Um, some are
2: aboriginal a lot of aboriginal border, borders um so that's kind of that's the scope of the work yeah and to even like back to the i guess matching thing like in the application they'll ask what sort of work are you interested yeah. in and so if they're not even interested in working with youth um, camps schools or congregations australia probably wouldn't be a good match you know like they, they would um they would have an idea of what work is available all around the world and try to match yeah. kind of the interviews appropriately.
0: Yeah. So in addition to sort of uh, helping out with their own sort of sense of faith formation, their own sense of gifts, what are the things do, having worked with lots of young adults, what sorts of things do they gain from a year of experience like this?
2: Yeah. um, Sometimes it's uh, confidence or experience in something that they they might have a little bit of experience in, but not, not a whole lot. So sometimes it's, um, uh, say some might've studied social work or, or, or something in, in school, uh, but really want to be involved with those immigrant populations or new arrivals. And so they would be, they would be engaging with them, you know, a few times a week, um, sitting in on their groups. Uh, Sometimes it's, uh, um, English is really helpful, so just like being in conversation with them, learning learning their stories type of thing. Um, so gaining experience. Um, I would also say to, yeah, in, in confidence um, and also perspective too. You know, sometimes uh, some of them have never lived away from, from the U.S. or their home communities for a long period of time. So gaining that perspective of what What does it mean to be uh, in this foreign community, um, you know, having to sort of start from scratch and build relationships?
1: The way that um, ELCA Global Mission, like their, the way they articulate Mm. their missiology um, is they use the word accompaniment and sort of just a walking alongside. And so when we enter into a mission situation, it's not like we're here and we're going to help or we're going to, we're the Americans and we're going to fix or we're going to, start a program um it's more just being present and um kind of if somebody to use the comp like the kind of the road to emmaus model of like someone's already walking walking along a path and we're just going to join them in that in that walking and so um i think a lot of times it's just learning to be with people and whether that's um and be with them even if they differ in opinion or be with them, even if they don't speak English or their culture is very different or, um, and, and, and it, yeah, and there's work to be done, whether it's tutoring or schoolwork or, you know, putting together a, a church ministry thing, but it's it's the being with, you know, just being with some people or a people group that's um, a lot of the work of Yagam, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. I don't know, mm-hmm. um, a lot of what yeah. they do and a lot of where the learning happens, I think, so.
2: I think one of the one of the blessings we've seen are a few volunteers who you know come serve in Australia, and well, because it's it is similar to the U.S., but enough different, they're able to ask different questions of of where they came from. Mm-hmm. So something like I knew racism was was bad and and was something like in the U.S., but it wasn't until coming here, seeing it a little bit differently in another country's history and and current you know, uh, dynamics. that I really realized, oh, I need to be committed to this like anti-racism sort of back in the U S like, I don't know, that's, what's really, Well, some of that happens
1: organically and it is all, but it's also like what we talk about in our retreats. Uh So we, we intentionally and the Yagam program on the whole, but we also intentionally bring up topics about, um, power and privilege who in Mm -hmm. Australia has power um and, and who are the privileged ones and, and what does that mean for the us and, and race and racism and all those so we it's not it, it does happen naturally but would also yeah, is, yeah. Um, are some of the things we really value and focus on
0: okay so if um if you were talking to a, say a high school or a young adult person um is there anything that you would um try to think of how to phrase it um that they should be listening for to try and figure out if this is sort of the type of program for them so you all talked about how you were already kind of involved in this stuff um in different ways and then for you all it sort of became a a a, um a hey we we think we have a placement for you will you spend some time in prayer about that Um, for a high schooler or a young adult Um, what should they be listening to or what should they be noticing if they are wrestling with if this program is for me? Does that make sense?
2: Yeah, that is a really good question. Yeah.
1: I guess, I mean, my first thing, I don't know if this answers directly what should I be listening to, but I guess my advice or my thought would be um, be open to the idea that i do not want to say? Sorry. This is a bit <laughs> Be open to the I- idea that almost anything is possible. Like, don't, you know, I don't know. We've seen people come over and say, I don't really know what I'm going to do. And then they end up connecting with Australians in ways that, that never would have shown up on an application and mm-hmm. never would
2: have, Yeah.
1: you know, like we had, we had a, a volunteer last year who was really good at doing hair. She's Ethiopian and, um, and she's really good at doing hair, and it ended up being this way that she connected with like the Aboriginal high school girls, and mm-hmm. like loved it. And she's like, I would just do their hair, hair for hours, and they would just talk to me. And it's like, did that ever come up in an interview? And no, like never would we have been <laughs> like, oh, well, we're gonna put you here. Before yeah, that. yeah. Um, I don't know. That so that example.
0: It it yeah, it, it sounds almost the, like a little bit
1: of a tangent, but yeah. No,
0: no, no. It's it sounds almost like um. Uh, sort of a get out, uh, get out of your own way a little bit. Like, don't don't yeah. say no yourself in a way yeah. because it, you be yeah, may yeah. like, sort of.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess maybe the question is like, who not to listen to is the voice inside your head. I mean, you know, like you, <laughs> yeah. yeah, like anything is that like, God can use anything about you. Yeah. To to connect to bless people to as a bridge, you know. I almost yeah. want to ask
2: something like, what does your sense of wonder say to you? You know, uh do you you know, do you do you what do you wonder about when you wonder about like kind of the what's possible yeah. thing? Uh where's that sense of wonder uh maybe challenging you to go or or thinking like, hey, could could this work? Like never would I have picked Scotland like on my own. Um, but it was like through this program that I was like Man, yeah, I guess
0: <laughs>
2: <You
0: know? laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll give it a go uh, to, to use the, the language you guys used about a accompaniment hmm. and sort of this road to Emmaus of you're walking along. And so uh, who are some people that they could invite to walk alongside of them if they are wrestling with hmm. this? Like where where would you say talk to these people or invite these types of people?
1: Like like you, they should talk to you. Yeah, yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 I, definitely, people who who they trust, um, who who maybe have been with them a little bit along the way, who know who know their their path a little bit, um, and might have a, a good idea of what would be good for them as far as their growth uh, in terms of challenge, but also support. You know, knowing that that uh, they would have that support there. Mm-hmm. Um, they have those people in their lives, siblings. I mean, if they can get in touch with an alum of the program, someone who's been there. Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. Every year the Agam program hires some alum to be recruiters, and yeah. you know they would be more than happy to talk to anyone at any point in the discernment process. So even if it's, you know, they're not going to be done for a couple of years or you know with university or whatever. Mm-hmm. We had one volunteer who was like. She was at a meeting and she heard about, she got the flyer, the brochure for Yagum, and she put it away in a drawer and was like, like the day the application, when she was in university and the day the applications
2: were open, she like, you know, and she's like, I just had that flyer in my drawer and it's like, oh, Mm -hmm. cool. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Recruiters go out kind of to different or assigned to different regions of the U.S. So they kind of travel around to to talk to youth groups, campus ministries, camps, um, you know, try to spread the
0: word. Okay. Very yeah. good. So, um, my last question was sort of around, um, uh, the sense of, uh, you know, you two are an example of, um, what it looks like to almost have the the mentality of Paul, like, this is my life. Our life is being sent as, as missionaries to another country. Um, We've talked a little bit about sort of the Yagam people that sign up to do this for a year, alumni, those kinds of things. What are some other ways that people can help and support um, both big things and small things?
1: Help and support us or help and support like young adults in your church?
0: Like young adults in Global Mission, you all as well. I mean, there may be some general things, but there may be some very specific things because of our – congregation and we do support you yeah, yeah, in yeah. your ministry there. So I, I think for I, I, another way to phrase the question is sort of so for like say uh, my family and I, you know um, uh, it's the idea of I think sometimes people have this mentality of well I'm not a young adult so I can't do Yagam mm. um, you know uh, for various reasons uh, jobs or other things we can't leave and go to another country to do these things but what are some things that we can do mm. Uh, to support and to do these things, to help um, you all and the, the Young Adults and Global Mission that are there.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think going back to it, like my, my old job coming out, <laughs> is like, what's your next faithful step in mission that we all have one to take? Um, and so whether it's um, being a young adult to go and serve for a year or possibly more, um, there the ELCA does have some opportunities um, that are longer than a year. Um, To be someone who who supports those folks or supports us, whether it's financially or through prayer, we love being in touch with people um, who support us and whether it's email or just making videos or whatnot. Um, And I think in some ways learning, the more that anyone can learn about what are the issues going on in the world. And so if as a congregation you've chosen to support missionaries in these ex countries, whatever, like what, what is it like, what's, what are they dealing with politically? Or, and also how does what's going on in the U.S. impact those? I mean, that's kind of one of the big questions we talk about. And I think one of the big lessons from the Yagam is like America has this, this footprint all over the world, whether we are aware of it or not. And one of the, I think one of the best steps in mission is to understand the impact that America has had and how our history has impacted others. And, um, so just kind of asking those tough
2: questions and being a global Christian, if you will.
1: Um, Mm.
2: uh, yeah, I think, um, you know, a lot of the young adults, as we mentioned before, come, uh, and have varying degrees of relationship with the church, right? Some of them are going to come back, keep going to congregations, either that they went to before they left, um, Or some of them um, might not have a great relationship with, you know, congregations. But I think they all want to see how are congregations like willing to to follow Jesus and, and ask those questions about living in their community, accompanying the people in their community, serving their neighbor. How are they doing that? So I think more and more as congregations, if we can sort of ask those questions how are we doing that um then i think i not for the purpose of like getting young adults back in church right but in the sense of like hey we have god's mission to live out in the world and here's here's where it is right so i think if we're if we're honest about asking those questions continually i think people are going to take notice of that um I don't know it's kind of every year I tell them like we're sending them back to the U.S. is kind of like our prayer for the church,
0: if you will. Like,
2: yeah, yeah. I can't think of a better I, way to put that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I I think uh, again it goes back to that sense of dialogue. It's yeah. they we have sent them to be in dialogue with people there, and now they are sent back to be in dialogue with us, and it's sort of yeah. this kind of back and forth. Um every year kind of relationship. I mean, you two are the, the sort of common thread that goes between all of them. So.
1: I think another thing is just understanding that mission isn't something that happens when someone gets on a plane and goes somewhere. Mm -hmm. And that it, I mean, I'm sure you talk about that in your own congregation, but it just, um, and if that's true and if it's true that mission isn't just Mm -hmm. what happens over there with those people, um, then, then what does that mean for you all living in your daily lives? And, um, you know, doing a mission program in Australia is interesting because it, it brings up a lot of like questions and people, our volunteers every year are like, all my friends and family wondered, why would I do this in Australia? And the funny thing is even Australians, um, and, and I'll say like, particularly the white tradition, you know, long history Lutheran Australians are like, why would you bring mission people over to Australia? And, um and it pushes on some deeply held um, kind of biases that we think that mission is to poor people in countries where people have brown skin. And and so it kind of, wrest- you have to kind of wrestle with those bigger questions. And I think that those questions are actually also valid here in the United mm-hmm. States. So if someone were to say, hey, we're gonna start a mission program and we're gonna send people to Katy and Garden Ridge and Dallas and you go, "What?" Uh, what? why why, why would you do that and it kind of begs the question of like well then what do you think mission is Mm. but also like look around the neighborhoods and who's in church and who isn't and who you know so um asking all those questions and like (laughs) you might have to get all this video out it's like kim's asking all the deep questions but those that's the work of mission and that can happen in australia as a yaglin but it can happen in your bible study groups and in the pulpit or wherever like that's that's mission so
0: yeah it, sound, it, it sounds like it's, it's this ongoing uh, reflection piece on uh, our, our church talks a lot about. It. Our mission statement is we grow in Christ to serve others. Yeah. And oftentimes that serve others part uh, is far away from us, mm-hmm. um, but then sometimes, uh, like you've talked about, sometimes they're very close to us. You know, sometimes if a family member gets sick, it becomes very close to us, but sometimes okay. it... It, it literally like it is in our own community and it's long-term. Um, yeah. It's not just, uh, you know, that kind of stuff. So, yeah. um, well, good. Well, um, any other thoughts, questions, anything that I didn't ask that you guys would like for everyone to know about?
2: Yeah.
1: I think I, my encouragement is like, so obviously we're in this season of just total uncertainty and um, we don't know when, like, we'll be able to go back. The Yagan program for the next year has been canceled. And that feels like a pause. Um, that can be a little bit scary, but I guess just praying with hope that God still has work, that there's work to be done and there's mission to be had in this cross-cultural experience thing and that it's not over. And so, um, yeah, just encouragement to like, Especially to the young adults, like if you feel mm-hmm. like applying for the next year, do it. Like it's gonna be there and God will, um, God's gonna be a part of that. So, yeah.
0: yeah. That sense of God has not stopped moving. Yeah. Correct. You know, yeah, there is a, yeah. um, this time has presented sort of a unique faith experience mm-hmm. that sort of faith is not, um, it becomes a little bit more um, uh, a sense of solitude. Uh, an opportunity to kind of reflect and to think and um, like you guys have talked about next year it's canceled but it doesn't mean that we stop thinking and wrestling with is this something that we can do that we don't stop supporting it and figure out ways that we can continue to support it Um, it just looks different yeah for sure yeah totally awesome well thank you too very much thank you very much for joining with us and sharing a little bit about not only your personal lives, but, uh, uh, your work with Yagam and in Australia. Uh, so I appreciate it. I hope it. we can
1: visit in person someday. Yes. And yeah. Share a meal. Love and we'd love to be in the same Absolutely.
0: room. <laughs>